Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome, everybody. Our show is now 1 to 4 p.m. If you miss any of it live, I don't know why you do that. All the exciting things happen live. But you can pick up the podcast, which is posted immediately after we end the show at 4 o'clock to listen to any or all of the hours. Another keyword is about 15 minutes away in the KFI Cash Refill Contest, which is going going on for a week now. You can win $1,000. Just listen for the keyword and then the instructions that follow for your chance at the money. And, of course, big storm uh, tonight, tomorrow, heavy rain. They've already told people in Montecito up there in Santa Barbara County to leave. Uh, other areas are being evacuated as, as well ahead of the heavy rainfall. Well, we now have the opportunity to talk to the Riverside County Sheriff, Chad Bianco, who's been in the news concerning the death of one of his deputies. Back on December 29th, Isaiah Cordero did a traffic stop. The creep that was driving the car was William Shea McKay, who's a three-strike felon, already convicted of the third strike, but was awaiting sentencing. Obviously, he was going to appeal. He acted as his own lawyer, apparently. Uh, anyway, he shot Deputy Cordero took off. They eventually tracked him down and killed him. But questions now as to why he was a free man on that the, day. The blame goes to the San Bernardino County Superior Court Judge, Kara Hudson. She's the one who let him out on bail, even after she personally convicted him of the third strike. He didn't want she a did. ju- she, he didn't want a jury trial. So uh Kara Hudson judged it, made the decision that he was guilty. And then lets him go free on bail. This is what the three strikes laws were about. These people with long, <clears throat> serious criminal offenses. You get that third strike. That's it. 25 years to life. And, and then 
he got arrested again and was let out on bail again. She did it again, yes. She did. I, I, it's impossible to understand this. Let's get Chad Bianco on, the Riverside County Sheriff. Chad, welcome to the John and Ken Show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. What? Yeah, first our condolences, the loss of your deputy. I'm sure it was a big, terrible loss. Thank you very much. Uh, certainly was, not only for us, but his, his family, of course, and, and really law enforcement as a whole, especially as it relates to why you even have me on and, and what we're even talking about. Well, what's galling about this is he, he'd been arrested so many times, convicted so many times, sentenced, got the three strikes. You know, usually when you get the third strike, you're really done. And I, 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 he, yeah. still, he still was out running around, even after getting arrested again, post-third strike. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it very much highlights where we are in public safety and the direction we are going with these very liberal, very soft on crime, very pro-criminal, anti-victim direction of, of public safety that we're going. And while this was horrendous for the judge, and as I'm listening to you describe it, there is no one that can listen to what this happened or how this happened and the circumstances behind it. There is no one that says, oh, yeah, she made the right decision, or, oh, yeah, I can see why she did that. This is just appalling. But yet there are people sticking up for her. There are other judges sticking up for her. And this is the problem that we're facing with our with our current direction in the state, that we are just completely taking away consequences for people. We want to push no bail. We want everybody to be let go, not held for your consequences for committing crime and heinous crimes against persons. It, 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 it astounds me that we're even talking about this. So even a police murder doesn't matter anymore. It, it doesn't. I mean, for, for judges to be sticking up for her shows that we have a serious, serious problem in the justice system. Are they sticking up for her because this is some sort of judge's agreement they have to always stand by one another? Or do they actually think she was right? You know what I think it is, is I think they're using a crutch of saying she didn't do anything legally wrong. She did something completely morally wrong and ethically wrong, but it's not illegal in the law. So they think it's okay. And it, it's, 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 it's disgusting to me. I, I, it's hard to even find words that we are in a position in society where there are people like that. We, we went through this in the 80s, in the, where the 70s and the 80s were horrible crime, and we started getting tough on crime, and it was working. So what did we do? The, the left, far progressive agenda wanted to change it all, and, and now here we are. Uh, did Kara Hudson have a history of these kinds of decisions? I can't find very much online about her at all. Yeah, I don't know, and I and I haven't looked into it. She's in a different county than us at San Bernardino County, so I don't know personally any of the cases that she's tried. But one of the things that, that I find alarming with this is when you look at the facts about this particular suspect and you see that she let him go, as heinous as his crimes were, convicted of his third strike, compl- failed to appear, committed another crime, was released again, you cannot – tell me that this is an isolated incident with her. This is happening over and over and over with her. If she's doing something with this bad, the other person just with just a little bit less, they're out on the street too. 
Is it still this idea that, oh, the prisons and jails are too full? We ought to give people a chance to be free uh, for as long as possible? Even though, I mean, she's faced with a three-striker. That shouldn't even be a consideration. I'll tell you what it is. And you, if you look into, I believe it was in the LA Times, there was a, a, a pretty good article uh, in support of what she did wrong in the LA Times. But yet the headline was that she didn't do anything wrong. And when you read the entire article, anyone with common sense would say, holy cow, how did she do that? She should have, he should have been in custody. But this is what I think it highlights. I think it highlights that I, I, I'm not sticking up for her at all, but the left agenda is an agenda, and it, go, and it goes all the way to the governor. The governor's agenda is to close all the prisons that he can, let as many people out of prison that he can. The, our legislatures are, are passing laws to make it harder for us to arrest people. They're eliminating laws that people used to go to jail. Now they don't go to jail anymore. And that agenda really carries over into, into how she is believing. When you read that article and in her ruling for his kidnapping charge, she found him not guilty. However, he met all of the requirements for kidnapping. He bound up his victim. He beat her and drug her around, which meets the requirements for kidnapping. And she found him not guilty. And then she blamed the victim of the crime because she said the victim wasn't an angel. Uh, So this fanaticism has completely taken over the justice system. And, uh, yes, we uh, have like almost like a strange yeah, I, new religion that people are pledging their their souls to. It it really is, and they're and this is the scary thing is they the the far left they do this in many things, but they're using words. Words are important, and they use it against us because they call it criminal justice reform, and they use the word reform. Well, everyone thinks that criminal justice needs reform because we all know what we're up against. But their version of reform is it's society's fault. It's, these criminals are not really criminals. They're clients, and they're victims of society. All right. They're in powerful positions, this crowd. But numerically, mm-hmm. the number of people who believe in this is pretty small. Where is everybody is. else pushing back, overwhelming them, marginalizing them? They don't have the numbers. It's not even close. They, they should don't. be, they should be obliterated publicly in, in these kinds of disputes. The problem is, is it's, it's, do you want me to tell you how many people have reached out to me to talk about this? You. That's it. No one else wants to talk about it. The media doesn't want us telling you what your legislators are doing. Can you hold on, Sheriff Bianco? Absolutely. All right. We want to ask you a couple more questions. This is Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco, our guest. And uh, boy, we're glad we have him speaking out. He lost to Sheriff's Deputy Isaiah Cordero, was gunned down by a three-striker back on December 29th, just a simple traffic stop. Fortunately, the three-striker was killed later by police. But um, he shouldn't have been on the streets. And it's because of a decision by a San Bernardino County judge by the name of Kara Hudson that he was. Uh, I'm reading a quote, John, this quote from a former L.A. County prosecutor, Dimitri Gorin, who said, In my 30 years as a defense attorney and prosecutor, I've never heard of a third-strike felon awaiting sentencing, getting out on bail, and then being arrested while out on bail, and then being released again. I don't remember anything like this, because if it happened, we would have covered it. We will talk more with the sheriff. Next up is your chance at money. The keyword for the $1,000, Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We return now to Chad Bianco, the Riverside County Sheriff.
Yeah, we're talking about the death of uh, one of his deputies. Big news, December 29th. It was a traffic stop. Isaiah Cordero was pulling over a motorist who turned out to be a three-striker out on bond, and he opened fire and killed the deputy. He was later killed. But uh, we're also dealing with the consequences of a judge giving this man not once but twice bond so he could be free on the streets. A long criminal history for this creep. And we're talking to the sheriff about that. I mean, Sheriff Bianca, what do you say to uh, Deputy Cordero's family members? I heard his mother was pretty emotional talking about uh, these types of decisions being made now in the criminal justice system. Is this where we're at, that more judges are going to give three strikers this kind of bond and this kind of freedom? Well, I hope not. Uh, yeah, I'd like for all of them to uh, talk with his mother and spend a couple of days with her and see if they would change their mind, if that's the way that they're going. And we're always in this position where, you know, we look at our politicians that are making these laws and you look at this judge and say, what's it going to take to change their mind and get them in the right path? Would it be one of their family members? Would it be different if it was their family member that was the victim or well, something happened know, to them? Much of the frustration is usually comes from uh, someone who doesn't get a conviction that he should get or doesn't get a sentence that he should get. But in this case, mm -hmm. he got the conviction. The sentence was a three-strike sentence. There was a minimum sentence that would have put him away for a long time. It's that she just never bothered to complete the final act and put him away and instead exactly. lets him out on an absurd bail. I mean, I, nobody's ever seen this before. This was like a new way exactly. to get around what the public wants. It, it, it most certainly is. And, and it's a way to get around it without having to tell anyone. And, and unfortunately, we have a... A severe tragedy. I mean, as big as I, there's nothing more worse than a death. That, that's the highest you can get. And then we have a murder, and that murder would have been prevented had she done yeah, her job. That's what I'm saying. It, it this, doesn't get any worse. This decision created a murder. Usually the decisions don't punish the killer well enough. But this one right. created another death that was completely unnecessary. Yes, and how many other people are out there in the same situation that have been let free by judges? They just haven't killed anybody, so we haven't brought it forth. The, the same similar situation could be said about the, the Almonte police officers that were killed. Yeah. That person should have been in custody for different reasons, but uh, this, one, this one's a little bit different that the judge actually just let him go like he was some type of a good person that, oh, yeah, I'll show up when you tell me I have to go to prison for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline Rodriguez, public affairs officer for the San Bernardino County DA's office, said currently there's no legislation that states that a post-convicted three strikes felon out on bond cannot post bond on a subsequent offense. Yeah, and she said that's the failure what, occurred. That's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem, because they're looking instead of saying, oh, my gosh, what a screw up. And let's immediately fix this. They're just blaming it on somebody else. Well, because nobody they're, they're, they're taking the. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody ever thought we needed a law like that. Exactly. You would think it would be common sense, common sense, good judgment, reality. And instead, she's allowed to do this. And then their, their, their excuse is, well, there's nothing in the law that prevented her from doing it. It is sickening. All right, Sheriff, we appreciate you spending some time with us. We know you're uh, pretty busy. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate you guys talking about it, and I, I certainly am not going to stop. No, keep speaking out. And as uh, Riverside County Sheriff uh, 
Chad Bianco is our guest. Thank you so much for coming on. He pointed out nobody's asked him about this but us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Also, frankly, really puzzling. As he pointed out, the Times did a long story over the weekend, sort of like, you know, explaining, although they didn't get anything from the judge, why a three strikes felon on bail twice over was on the streets where he gunned down a deputy. And that's where we're reading some of these quotes in here. They're not exactly defending the judge. They couldn't get a comment from her. But, you know, that no, it mostly lays this- out his criminal history and the series of events that led to this in, in the last year or so. All right. Well, we're not going to let this story go because uh, this is breaking new horrific ground if we have judges allowing three strikers out on bond and bail. Not once, but twice. Right. They, they picked up this guy again and again. She gave him bond. More coming up. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Maybe if the woke jerks in the local TV news departments would cover this, it might help. Uh, John and Ken. That's right. We're on one to four, which means holy mackerel. We're done in 25 minutes. Uh, but if you can't listen live, you can always download the show, the podcast, the iHeartRadio app, the website too. These are places to find John and Ken all three hours at your convenience. Or you could come with me on my drive home and I'll just talk to you in the car. Is that how you fill the fourth hour now? Yes. You do like a little show in your car? In the, the car, home? yeah. And on a rainy day, it could be a longer show. I, I just pick up anybody on the street and say, hey, you want to hear a radio show? Come on. Oh, like a vagrant? Sit down. Yeah, sure. That's cool. And then I tell him how uh, how terrible all these homeless people are. And he agrees. He says, you're absolutely right. Shouldn't be like this. We spent some time in the last month exploring the drug problem and the homeless. Remember, Sam Canonis was one of our guests. He used to be an L.A. Times writer. Uh, now he's written the book, The Least of Us. A lot of it was about super meth and fentanyl and what they're doing as it, they ravage the homeless population. Not just that, obviously, you're hitting about fentanyl overdoses among those who are not homeless. The New York Times has weighed in with a new angle on this. Let me just read you the first couple of paragraphs, because I think you'll get the really creepy idea of what's going on. Over a matter of weeks, Tracy McCann watched in horror as the bruises she was accustomed to getting from injecting fentanyl began hardening, hardening, into an armor of crusty blackened tissue. Something must have gotten into the supply. Switching corner dealers didn't help. People were saying that everyone's dope was being cut with something that was causing gruesome, painful wounds. McCann said, I wake up in the morning crying because my arms are dying. What we're talking about is trank dope. Trank dope? That's right. Apparently, the new thing to do is to stick an animal tranquilizer called xylazine into common fentanyl to make it even more potent. Philadelphia has already been hit hard by this problem of trank dope or zombie drugs. Uh, uh, Xylazine causes wounds that erupt with a scaly dead tissue called ishar. Untreated, it can lead to amputation. Well, if you have black tissue, you have dead tissue. It it, yeah. it kills your 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 the skin, cells. and yeah. it skill it kills the tissue beneath the skin. Yes, it induces a blackout stupor too for hours, rendering users vulnerable to rape and robbery. When people come to, the high from the fentanyl is long since faded, Why? and they immediately crave more. There is no. I know. 
It, you know, the story is bad. It just gets worse with the fentanyl and the drugs, doesn't it? There's, because people are on the streets taking anything. Well, Nothing. They try because it's cheap and there's no questions asked. This, well, yes, and you end up with your skin turning black and rotting off. At uh, some point, don't you hear about it? And choices say, can have consequences is what I say to that. You know, it's really hard to have sympathy after a while. It is. It is. I, but I they're mean, addicts and they can't stop. There's places to go if you're an addict. See, it's not like we haven't spent hundreds of billions of dollars on this. What else do you want people to do? Really, what what else more could could we do than spend all the money and set up all the treatment that there is that does exist? Because xylazine is the sedative, not an opioid. It resists standard opioid overdose reversal treatments, such as that Naxalone. So there you go. Now this crowd, which is led by the LA Times, let's just. Did you see the Times story the other day? We should all be carrying it with us now. Narcan, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I got to so carry can, Narcan. So we can revive people right. that we run now, into. Now, now it's my obligation if I run into a vagrant on the street who's overdosed, I'm the one who has to revive him. Well, if they took one of these trank dope what, versions of fentanyl, what, it may not work. But what, wait a second. What are we paying for already? Why do I have to arm myself with Narcan? With all the money we've paid for law enforcement, for drug treatment, for homeless programs... We've done everything that we possibly can do. Now they're going to say, what if one of your children gets the drugs online when you don't even know about it and they're in an overdose situation? You want to have the uh, Narcan handy. Most kids don't. There's actually a way to raise your kids so they don't do that. Because most kids don't do it. I, I I mean I couldn't I couldn't imagine my kids buying uh, random pills in an alley and most parents couldn't imagine their kids and they don't. These are all the, these are all mostly the troubled families the troubled kids the ones who the kids have been neglected and abused by the parents. Xylazine was developed I mean, my, my, in 1962 my, as an anesthetic for veterinary procedures. Trials in humans were shut down because the drug led to respiratory depression and low blood pressure. Its use as an addictive substitute for heroin most likely started in the 2000s. Do you wonder if there's a story out there that we don't know as to why the U.S. government allows this to go on? We we know 10 major things they can do. Uh, People always say, because they're making money. No, I, I don't know. Is there some sort of... Follow uh, the money? No, is there there's some... Cause I, I, heard, I heard... What was it? I All right. I, I, I was driving home. I was listening to something on cable. And it's one of those things that I ordinarily would dismiss. But I did stop and think about it. And, it, and it was, the host was talking to somebody who used to run uh, a division of the DEA, who, who'd been to Mexico and dealt with the drug issues. And he says he suspects that our hands-off policy is uh, got elements of the CIA involved manipulating things in Mexico because they want to keep Mexico destabilized. So we have a lot of influence and control over what goes on in Central America. Huh. And I never and, heard that theory. Well, but. this guy, this guy actually had a big title retired from, from the DEA. And he says, he thinks that's what's going on, that the U S government is actually actually actively involved in keeping the Mexican government dependent on us by keeping the, the population and just the whole society unstable and off balance by allowing the drug cartels to have its way. 
and, and that they're more interested in having domination and control over the region than they care about, you know, vagrants in the street dying. And normally I would dismiss that stuff, but I couldn't get it out of my head. I was driving home and I'm thinking, what if there's another story here? Because this doesn't make any sense. And when something doesn't make any sense for this long, it means there's there's something out there we don't know. I thought it was more that countries, particularly Mexico, are so dysfunctional that the drug trade at least brings some revenue in so that the people aren't even more starving and ready for revolt. That's what I always thought the... The, uh, the the belief was. So so we allow it to happen because at least these keep, this keeps uh, people fed in Mexico and they don't start rioting. It's a source of employment. It's they, a big element right. of their... Uh, so they don't overthrow the government. So we don't end up in a worse situation. That we're willing to sacrifice a certain number of like homeless losers to drugs and maybe a few kids. And in return, we don't get some apocalyptic situation in mexico that would affect us even worse that's kind of along the same lines though you know it's it's a it's a it's about not trusting mexico to be on its own and us having to some have some influence now here's why reversing an overdose when there is xylazine involved is tricky and again we're talking about apparently the new drug is mixing fentanyl with this uh, animal tranquilizer xylazine a dose of the overdose halting medicine uh, Nalazone or Narcan, it blocks or reverses opioids' effect on brain receptors. Will address the fentanyl, but it's not going to arouse a victim who's sedated with the xylazine. Well, you know what? There's nothing so you we could try two or three times, but they could end up vomiting and writhing. Well, I guess they're going to die. These people. Well, what are we going to do? They're saying it's already too late for Philadelphia. This drug is everywhere. I don't know. Maybe this is going to uh, self-correct. Yeah, there is a little bit of Darwinism here. Uh, maybe there? all these people are going to kill themselves in this extremely horrible way, and uh, then that you know they'll be off the streets, and maybe a few others are going to see what's happening and give up the stuff, because there's nothing the government can do. The government's not good at this, and nobody in government's particularly interested in this unless they can hire a lot of people and people can make money, right? So you get all the fake nonprofits, and they get the the, the tax funding. After they've guilted the normal population, they guilt right. us. We give them money. Okay, you know it's inhumane. What's going on? They take the money, laugh at us because we're gullible and naive. We fall for it every time. Then they blow it on their stupid agencies. Everybody's making six figures, but they, they don't care. I, I don't. I don't think it's it's possible for the government to treat all these 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 addicts or treat all these mental patients. And I don't think there's any interest on the part of the government workers and the bureaucrats or the politicians. Just I just thought this, this story was another good in-your-face to outfits like politicians and the El Segundo Times who think, well, we'll just have Narcan. Uh, yeah, well, it's not going to work in the case of people that get this uh, trank but, dope. But you see how they keep keep expanding our responsibility for this? It's not our fault. Whenever I hear somebody says, oh, you know, it's society's problem, you know, I'm going to hit them. It's like, no, it's not society's problem. It's not my problem. I gave. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I found the name of the former government official who was on uh, TV the other day talking about how he thinks the CIA may be involved in not trying to stop all the drugs coming over because it works to our benefit to keep Mexico destabilized. His okay. name is Derek Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z. He's the former DEA Special Operations Director. And he went. He was on 
originally to talk about uh, Ovidio Guzman being arrested, El Chapo's son. And then there's some clips online. Uh, he was on one of the Fox shows. And uh, I don't know. Theory. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking that there's a lot more to this that's not being discussed. And this would carry over from, like, president to president to kind of keep this policy? Yeah, yeah this would be the permanent government. Yeah. You know, the permanent FBI, the permanent CIA, yeah. you know, that, that Trump called the deep state. There, There is a lot of truth to that. Like, it runs on its own because presidents come and go. Congress control comes and goes. But there's there's people there who've been working for 20, 30, 40 years and more who they've got their own agenda. Like, nobody really governs the CIA. You know, if the CIA wants to disrupt the presidency, they will. We saw how the FBI disrupted the Trump presidency. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's countering agendas going on, obviously. Well, speaking of Trump for a moment, you may have heard over the weekend that uh, thousands of people stormed Brazil's National Congress building. Shades of January 6th. There was an election in that country, and the man that lost, Bolsonaro, uh, question the results. The victory went to, and he was the incumbent. The he's very Trump-like. He, he was. He's compared to Trump. And guess where he is right now? Bolsonaro is in Florida. Apparently spending his time waiting in line at Publix, eating alone at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and posting selfies for people. But uh, there was a Brazilian dentist who lives in Florida. He said, we wanted to go see him. We'd rather see him than we, we care more about seeing him than Mickey Mouse. He does have some very, very loyal supporters, the way Trump did. And because they had questions about the outcome of this election, uh, well, there you go. Just like January 6th, they stormed uh, the Brazilian By the thousands. By the thousands, right. It was very similar. Uh, some think that this guy has given them sort of the wink and the nod, just like they did with Trump. Oh, well, he that, insisted that the election was stolen. Now, I just saw a headline here. I'm clicking on the story. Well, it's a British tabloid saying that Bolsonaro was rushed to the hospital in Orlando today. Yeah, he had stomach problems, I heard. Yeah, somebody poisoned him. Is it from me. eating all the fast food? Oh, that's true. Because that's what the Washington Post is saying. He spends a lot of time going to fast food places. Yeah, he wasn't used to it. He come to America, um, he eat fast food for a week. That's what happens. There are people calling for them to uh, take his visa away and get him out of the U.S. Well, his visa is only supposed to work as long as he's president. And now no, that he's not, he's, he's not. right. So now he doesn't have that visa, special visa protection anymore. He's hanging out in Florida, enjoying uh, the sunshine. Conway's here. Hey, uh, hey, now he's he's has stomach problems because a guy stabbed him with a nine-inch knife in the stomach. Is it that? That's the original. That, that's that the, the origin of his stomach problems. Yeah. The well, guy, how long ago did that happen? Uh, two years. Uh, Twenty eighteen. So four years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, All right, but, uh, today he went to the hospital. I guess he's still having. Yeah, I think it was the food. I mean, look, I, I've never been stabbed in the stomach, and I'm I'm uh, you know on the toilet twice a week. <laughs> Only twice a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah, twice a week is pretty low. You got to you got to drink some water there. A little fiber. <laughs> no, no, I meant on a serious level. Um, all right, uh, Bill's uh, Demar Hamlin has been discharged, and there's a rumor going around that he could have gone home on Saturday or Sunday. But the NFL had all these big tributes uh, for him on yesterday, and it would have looked odd if he went home. Huh. And they're still doing the tributes. And now yeah. he's going to play this coming week, right? Yes, I think he's going to play. Uh, <laughs> if the, the playoff B game. If the Bills make it to the second round. I yeah, think he's oh, gonna, the second round? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be back. Um, but 
look, I, I think it's great that he's home. He's recovering. He's he he might be a hundred percent. But yeah. to see, you know, seasoned football pros crying on the air after the Bills scored at their opening drive, you know, oh, their, their, no, it was the kickoff. The kickoff, kickoff yeah, and they yeah. ran it back for a touchdown. I thought we need to take it down, fellas. Just a little bit. That's I a little felt the same way yesterday. We need to just step back. It was yeah. a terrible medical emergency. That's but right. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's going to recover. He's in better shape than I am. Right. <laughs> I mean, you should have gone down a long time ago. How many times is he on the bowl a week? Exactly. He worked, he worked out today. <laughs> oh, he, he worked out today. I haven't worked out since Portola Junior High. <laughs> so, uh, and then if you notice that it's uh, raining outside. We'll cover that. Yeah, right. you cover that rain, buddy. That's <laughs> all yours. Stormwatch. Big dog. I love last week when you said, hey, on the, when we were doing the crosstalk, and the last thing you said, Ken, was, hey, you got to head to higher ground. <laughs> yeah. I got another one for you. Turn around, don't drown. I know. Isn't that great? We have During the fires, we have ready, set, go. Now we have turn around, turn, don't drown. Don't drown. <laughs> How Ding dumber dumb. people, huh? How stupid they When you were a kid, was anybody on the news telling no, you, no, no. don't drive into a flooded road? I don't remember ever. Never having evacuations either. You just wrote it out. Yeah. You, f- you find a place to go. Yeah. Right. Conway's right. Dig dog. Real men. Persian's got go. the news. Yes. <laughs> We're the last of the real men. <laughs> Persian's uh, next. KFI KOST HD2 Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.